2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
3: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time
0: to play! Full-time fantasy. Play. Full-time play. fantasy.
4: All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. Just saw week nine. Got one more game week nine today, Monday night. Giants-Cowboys. Talk about that game a little later. Hopefully hopefully you don't need that game for fantasy purposes. But if you do, I'll tell you who to start later. We'll go through it, okay? Because you just never know for last-minute decisions. I think this game's pretty obvious, though, but there, are uh, with Sherling Shepard out. We'll talk about it, but we've got some news to cover. We've got some notes to cover. We've got some games to discuss from yesterday, and I'd like to think that I was pretty darn right yesterday. Of course, I was a little wrong. I was a little wrong with some of my DFS picks. But some of them were pretty, were pretty good. I was very happy about Devin Singletary, and we'll discuss him later. You know how much I like Devin Singletary. But right now, let's take a look at some news and notes. All right. Tampa Bay Buccaneers O.J. Howard will be back week 10 against the Cardinals, and not a moment too soon because the Cardinals are the worst team in the NFL against opposing tight ends. So if you were ever in your life going to rev up O.J. Howard, this is the week. Bruce Arian says he's ready to roll. I'm nervous on all accounts, but if I'm going to play him, this is the week. And then if he does nothing, I'm cutting this guy. I'm so done with him. Literally, I'm so done with him. He better score this week. All right, Freddie Kitchen says Kareem Hunt will definitely have a role when he returns. You think? I, I This is like the understatement of the century. If you're getting a guy like Kareem Hunt... Freddie, you have no idea how to use anybody else. Might as well just figure out how to not use this guy, too. Browns, so disappointing. And we'll talk about that a little bit bit later when we review the games of the week. Because that Broncos-Browns game was predictable. It really was. All right, Bruce Arians, he was on fire today. He also said that Ronald Jones has earned the right to start and play more snaps. It's only taken nine weeks to say that. Peyton Barber is not good. And Jones has been okay. He's not very good either, by the way. But he's better than Peyton Barber, who's not useful at all. Who I might even just cut in the Dynasty League. I think I'm going to do that this week. I'm just going to cut him. All right, Delaney Walker from the Titans says he's, uh feels pretty good. So there's a good chance that we'll see him back on the field soon. But my, Titans coach Mike Vrabel said that Malcolm Butler could be out for the season. And that's a problem. If Malcolm Butler's out for the season, then start firing up your Chiefs. Not that you were going to fire him up anyway, but like, for example, the Chiefs next week, Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill. Good week for Pat Mahomes to come back without Butler there. Could get ugly. Seriously, could get ugly. Uh, Ron Rivera said Kyle Allen will start in week 10 against the Packers. I'm going to call it right now. I think Cam Newton will be done for the season. When you're going back to Dr. Robert Anderson, that's not where you want to be. Firstly, you don't want to go to Dr. Robert Anderson to begin with. Secondly, you don't want to have to go back to Robert Anderson, right? So once you're going back there, nothing good happens except out for the year. Now, it hasn't been said Hasn't been determined. Let me determine it for you. I think you should take away all expectation of Cam returning. And I think you should cut him. If he comes back in week 15 and plays well, you can get angry at me. I give you permission. You can tweet me. Dear Dr. Roto, you cost me a league. I hate you. Love your follower. But, I mean, really, I think the good news is yesterday was a big game for Kyle Allen, who finally got DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel involved at the same time as Christian McCaffrey. They do a great job of getting McCaffrey involved, but you got to get those receivers involved. Okay? Now, here's here's some bad news. Okay? A little bad news. Preston Williams from the Dolphins, who I love, by the way, love this kid, is undergoing an MRI on Monday. I hope and pray for all three Dolphin fans who are out there that this guy is healthy because he's been the best thing on offense he really has been great and you know moving forward this is a guy you can build around so let's just hope i mean i I literally have him on every team love this guy and then deshaun jackson going through a second and third opinion said doug peterson because you know what they, they need this guy back. There's no way. Let me just say this live on air. There's no way the Eagles beat the Patriots in week 11 without Deshaun Jackson. None. Just not good enough. Deshaun Jackson is crucial to this team. Now, they can beat the Bears, but you're not going to beat the Patriots. Right? And the Patriots are going to play a lot better. A lot better next game. So let's delve into that for a second, okay? If you watched last night's game, you saw the Patriots just get beat up, okay? Maybe maybe you could argue it was close at halftime, but in the fourth quarter, they just got beat up. But I'm going to say this. A, I remember, didn't I not tell you that Baltimore was going to win this game? I did. Told you that if it, New England was going to lose a game, this was going to be the first one. Baltimore is a bad matchup for the Patriots. Bad. Firstly, they run the ball exceptionally well. And they can do it from multiple directions. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. They used everybody. It was like the kitchen sink was running against the Patriots. They couldn't stop them. Right? So, I mean, when have we seen Justice Hill play in weeks? And he even got some carries. Right? It's true. Next, they play this three-tight end offense. Nick Boyle, Mark Andrews, Hayden Hurst. What other team does that? Very hard to prepare for them. Now, here is the problem. When the the Ravens are behind, they're not a great team to catch up, right? If the Patriots are ahead by 10, Patriots are going to win that game. It's when the Ravens are ahead by 10, Patriots aren't going to catch up. It's all about who gets out to that lead. Right? Because the Ravens just, they don't pass the ball well enough. They pass it well, but not well enough. So my prediction is, if they played again, Bill Belichick would find the right answer. He's just going to need more time to prepare. Because it takes more time to prepare for this Ravens offense. Because Lamar Jackson's really darn good. Maybe an MVP. Either him or McCaffrey, right? But that's what we're going to do on the show I'm going to break down the games one by one, discussing the things you need to know for fantasy football. I'm Dr. Odo, and I'm back right after this.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, we're back. Dr. Roto here from FullTimeFantasy.com. Enter the promo code ROTO50. We'll get you 50% off your first two months. Not too late for you to win your fantasy football championship. Let us help you do that. Me, Sean Childs, Frankie Fantasy, the fantasy exec, all the people you need to help you win your fantasy football league. All right. I'm breaking down the games, talking about things I saw. By the way, I want to get to that clip that I just heard. Odell Beckham is very right. So first, let's talk about the Broncos against the Browns. 24-19, Broncos win this game. If you're the Browns, you just saw your playoff hopes and dreams. Poof. Bye. See ya. Gone. A couple of things come to my attention here. First of all, Broncos defense playing at a very high level. They really are. They stop Nick Chubb and Marlon Mack in back-to-back weeks. The old Broncos run defense of Leonard Fournette weeks ago, who just like obliterated them, gone. This is a much better defense right now. Chris Harris is playing at a very high level. That said, Beckham still had some great plays. And the clip was, Beckham was on the sideline, why can't they throw me the ball? He's right. At the end of the game, it was a big down. What was it, like third and five or something like that? And they go to Landry. Call me crazy. And I I always bring this up. You know, I used to be a setter in volleyball. When it was a big point, do you think I'm going to my best hitter, my second best hitter, or my third best hitter? I'm going to my best hitter. Every time. Because he's the guy that I trust more than anybody else to put down that ball on the other side of the court so we win. We win. Simple. Now, could I be flashy and give it to one of the other guys? Maybe. But I want to live or die with my best hitter. And if he gets blocked, so be it. If he hits it out, so be it. If he hits it into net, so be it. Fast forward to last night. I want to throw it to Odell Beckham and let him make a play. I want him to make the play. I'm not saying Jarvis Landry is not a good player. He is. But I want Beckham to make the play. That's my guy. That's the guy who I brought in. That's the guy who I made the trade for. That's the guy I make the play for. When coaches... You ever see the movie Hoosiers? Do you remember at the end of the game where Gene Hackman sets up the play and he's going to call up for somebody except Jimmy and they all look at him like he's nuts? He's like, all right, scrap that. I'm going to give it to Jimmy. You give the ball to Jimmy. You give the ball to Beckham. Come on. Freddie Kitchens is really... Misplaced. Let's just call it what he is: the bum. Maybe he's a good offensive coordinator. I don't know, but he's certainly not a good head coach. It's it's mind boggling for me to see how many bad head coaches there are nowadays. There's so many deserving guys out there, and, and and so many undeserving guys who have jobs, right? Freddie Kitchens, one of them. And here's how, and I'm going to parlay this into something else about the Jets, by the way. Speaking of coaches who make me nauseous. Do you know why, One of, probably one of the biggest reasons why Freddie Kitchens kept his job? For the same reason that Adam Gase is most likely going to keep his. Not because they're good, mind you. But because they have young quarterbacks that they don't want to change the system. Right, Because if you fire Freddie, if you fire Gase, you got to bring in a new guy who's got new terminology and new system and now your young quarterback, Baker Mayfield or Sam Darnold, have to learn it. So you want to do anything you can to avoid that. But then you end up hiring the wrong guy. If that's the case, if that's the case, Then offer Freddie Kitchens a boatload of money to be the offensive coordinator. And bring in a coach who is open to working with Freddie Kitchens. And saying this, look, hey, you're my head coach, but we really want to keep Freddie. He's tight with Baker. Baker trusts him. Are you good with that? Then let the new coach sit down with Freddie and talk it out and see if they can, and they can hash it out together. That's what you do. You don't give the job to somebody because you're afraid of how it's going to affect your quarterback. Because then you're giving it to the wrong guy. Freddie Kitchens, wrong guy. Clear. Clear as day. Now you're giving him another piece. Way to screw that one up. I can't wait for that to happen. I'm sure Kareem Hunt's gonna be used the proper way. You feel confident about that, right? Seriously. I have one of my one of my teams literally has Mayfield, Beckham, and Landry. You know what I call that team? Team train wreck. You're playing the Broncos, who've got a young quarterback who's never started a game. And they've got Noah Fant, who breaks off a 75 yard play. And they literally have two guys, Lindsey and Freeman. And all you got to do is stop Philip Lindsey. You can't even find him. He was the only offense they had. I mean, seriously, the fan had the one big play. And then you just stop Lindsey. This is not hard. I don't know why they make the game so hard. Crazy. All right, some of the other late games. Now, I know I said it here, and I hope and pray that you listened. Did you start Jacob Hollister? I hope you did. Because if you did, hopefully you cashed. Russell Wilson, 378 yards and five touchdowns. Now, I was wrong about Carson. Carson looked pretty good. 105 yards rushing, that doesn't really happen against the Tampa Bay defense. So that's a really good job by him. Really good. But Lockett was out of his mind, and DK Metcalf came to life in the fourth quarter. DK Metcalf is a good player. Maybe not great, but you know where he's great? Two point conversions in the red zone. He's such a big target. You can't can't touch him. He's he's like seven foot two. And he's just bigger than everybody. And Russell Wilson knows how to use him. Now, look, let me share something about Jacob Hollister. He's not a good start moving forward. Okay? He's not a good start going forward. He was a good start this week. Feel free to cut him next week. Okay? That's what you got to do. It's called streaming. You play a guy when he's right and you move him when he's wrong. All right, the Buccaneers, I think Jameis Winston actually played very well yesterday. And I told you he would. Just when you think Jameis Winston's going to do well, he doesn't. And when you think he's going to suck, he's good. So, let's use this next week. When you think that Jameis Winston's going to blow up the Cardinals, I don't agree with that. I've seen this one too many times. He will come back. And not put up the game that you expect that he will. That doesn't mean it's going to be bad. But you expect him to be great. And he's not going to be great. He just is inconsistent that way. I don't know. Arians will find a way to give the ball to Ronald Jones 18 times. They'll find a way not to throw the ball to Evans. I don't know. That's what they do. So careful with your Buccaneer love. Please, careful with your Buccaneer love. A game that shocked me yesterday, absolutely shocked me, was the Chargers-Packers. Have you ever seen the Packers look as bad as they did yesterday? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, 161 yards. They only rushed for 40 yards. The Chargers have let up yards to Connor, to Henry, to Montgomery, and the Packers couldn't run the football? I don't even know what I was watching out there yesterday. The Packers just looked lost. Now, Good for the Chargers, who played great football. Now, here's the deal with the Chargers. Do it again. Play the same way again. Now, Hunter Henry had a terrific matchup. The Packers, very soft in the middle, and I told you that. Right? The Packers are not good covering the tight end. Key up Greg Olson next week, if, if Kyle Allen can find him. Right? But Henry was great. Gordon was Good. Eckler was good. Mike Williams came to play. But Keenan Allen was a disappointment again. The Chargers have to figure out how to get everybody involved. They they roll as Keenan Allen goes. They do. But I think this is a big win. Two wins back-to-back. Beating the Bears in a lucky fashion and beating the Packers. Maybe the Chargers are onto something there. Four and five could make an outside chance at the playoff. Back with more right after this.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Guys want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? I know you do. Then join dailyroto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players around. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations and build stacks for tournaments, and the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. So if you're playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, let's get back to the games. Let's see. I talked about the Ravens and Patriots, the Browns-Broncos, the Packers-Chargers, Buccaneers-Seahawks. How about the Lions-Raiders? So, a couple of things here. Firstly, Josh Jacobs is really good. I should have had him in 100% of my DFS lineups. The Detroit Lions are really bad at stopping the run. They are. Can't stop the run. Jacobs just looked open. I mean, he was finding holes on every play. And it limited the passing game. I mean, Tyrell Williams was okay. Waller had his worst game of his career. Renfro was good because Detroit is terrible against slot receivers. Terrible. So, who do they play next week? The Bears. Fire up Taylor Gabriel or Anthony Miller. I don't know whoever Matt Nagy can. Well, I don't know. Don't fire anybody up because Mitchell Trubisky can't find them. We'll talk about that later. But I'm going to tell you when this game was lost by the Lions. It was lost in the third quarter. Absolutely and unequivocally lost in the third quarter. So here you are at halftime. And I know this for a fact because I had Marvin Jones yesterday. And I never play Marvin Jones. But I decide that Marvin Jones is going to be a great start. And he was. At halftime, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody, please correct me if I'm wrong, he had six catches for like 102 or 104, 106 yards, something like that. At this point, I am salivating, thinking, we could be on to something here, guys. Do you know he finished the, the game? Eight for 126. That means he went two for 20 in the second half. So after using him in the first half and using Galladay in the first half, because Galladay was like four for, or sorry, two for 68 or 80, something like that in the first half. You went back to Galladay, but you didn't go back to Marvin Jones. And they started to fall in love with running the football. Matt Patricia should watch this game on Rewind. Because when you started handing the ball to J.D. McKissick and handing the ball to Ty Johnson and handing the ball to Paul Perkins, that's when it went downhill. You are a passing team. I know Matt Stafford had 400 yards. He should have had 480. And they would have won. One thing I will say about Danny Amendola, you can't go chasing last week's points. Amendola was a beast. A lot of people played him. And it disappointed them. That's what happens. Sometimes guys just don't do it consistently. That's why we love our friend Bob Lung, who talks about consistency. Not many people have it. All right, let's take a look at some of the other games here. Vikings-Chiefs. Now this game, so first of all, if you started Adam Thielen, like I did, this sucked. This game really sucked. Right, because you expected Thielen to do something, and he left the game. Right? Now, what was mind-boggling here to me was once Thielen left the game, that they didn't go to on Diggs, but it was like the Chiefs figured out how to play defense. I didn't even recognize the Chiefs. I was like, hmm, we're, we're actually not how to play defense. They stopped Dalvin Cook. I mean, 21 carries, 71 yards. They stopped Madison. And they stop Diggs. Well, when you stop Cook and you stop Diggs, you stop Minnesota, game over. Give all the credit in the world to Matt Moore, who played very well in a crucial game. And Damian Williams, who I know people were fed up and frustrated and wanted to cut this guy. And there he breaks the big play. It's the reason why you can't cut your stars like that. They are stars for a reason. Damian Williams was a third-round pick. It's hard to cut that. I mean, what are you cutting him for? Mark Walton? You got to keep him. If he does nothing for you, you know, you spit on his name next, uh, in the offseason and you don't draft him again. But you can't cut him. Sammy Watkins? By the way, anybody who plays Minnesota... Right, that wide receiver, two is always a good play. Let's say next week, Michael Gallup, fire him up. Fire him up. Fire up Cooper and Gallup. I like them next week. I do. And and Tyreek Hill, 6 for 140 and a touchdown. Who was afraid to play Hill yesterday? Raise your hand if you were worried about Xavier Rhodes. Let's not worry about Xavier Rhodes. Let's not overrate him. Let's not overrate him. He's not that good. He's good, but he's not that good. He's not, I'm avoiding playing Tyreek Hill good. Nobody is. By the way, Unreal, did you watch yesterday the highlight? Damian Williams is running. Boom. He sees the the end zone. And who catches up to him? Tyreek Hill? That's how fast Tyreek Hill is. He, if he played for the Vikings, would have tackled Damian Williams for sure. He just has gears that nobody has. Nobody. Patrick Mahomes will be back next week. Book it. Book it. But here's what the Chiefs learned. They can win without Mahomes. But certainly, when Mahomes was jumping on the field after the win, Mahomes was playing next week. Little doubt in my mind about that. One of the shocking games to me yesterday was the Eagles and Bears. Absolutely shocking On one account. Do you know what that account is? How badly the Bears defense played. So, think back with me, right? It's the fourth quarter, about six minutes and 40 some odd seconds to go, right? And the Eagles have the ball, and the Bears defense can't stop them. 3rd and 5, 6 yards. 3rd and 9, 11 yards. 3rd and 14, 16 yards. How can you not stop the Eagles and not drive? So I say this. Anybody, anybody who's out there who spends an early pick on last year's best defense, you are making a critical fantasy mistake. Don't ever say, but the Bears were a great defense. Yeah. You just wasted a ninth round pick, bud. Even if I loved the defense, I wouldn't pick him before round 13 or 14. And that's if I loved the defense. More than likely, I'm waiting to around 17 or 18. But I'm never wasting a top 10 pick on a defense. Bears couldn't stop him. The Bears couldn't stop them. Now, this was a great game for Zach Ertz. This was an Ertz game. But... If Deshaun Jackson's out again, Zach Ertz is not going to get as many targets. Dallas Goddard will get more targets because then they go to the two tight end set. So Zach Ertz did a lot of his damage when Deshaun Jackson was on the field. Now, for the Bears, this is a train wreck. I mean, I don't know what to do at this point. I'm not sure if it's Nagy's fault. I'm not. I just know he's saddled with an awful quarterback. Is it his fault? I mean, what can he do? He's in a situation now. I mean, by the way, Allen Robinson, one reception for six yards. That's how that's how well they played yesterday, and that's how badly Trubisky played. Your Matt Nagy, your general manager and your ownership, just moved up and got Mitch Trubisky. If you bench him for Chase Daniel, are you putting your job on the line? Or, if you play him every week, are you putting a job on your line? Or, maybe you're better off quitting. See, I don't know. Maybe coaches should quit and say, look, I just don't know if I can win with this team. This is not the way I would construct this team. So, maybe it's best if somebody is in there that believes in this team. Problem is, he'd never get another job again. He'd be coaching Akron, the Zips, in about a year. That's the next time he's going to have a job. But that's probably the truth. That's why, by the way, if you're going to take a job in the NFL, you better like your quarterback. Because if you don't, you get Mitch Trubisky. 10 for 21, 125 yards. Good luck winning in the NFL with Mitch Trubisky. He is horrible. He neuters David Montgomery. He neuters... Alan Robinson. Tariq Cohen, is I think I'm looking for him on a milk carton. Anthony Miller, zero for zero. Trey Burton, zero for zero. I mean, seriously? It's terrible. If you're a Bears fan right now, you can't be happy. You have to cry yourself to sleep at night. Because your beloved Bears aren't getting any better. Now, there was a glimmer last year, but that's because the defense was playing at a high level. But the offense is so bad, the defense is playing too much. And the defense has some injuries too. And Vic Fangio's not there. People forget that. Coordinators leave, they go elsewhere, and now the team is expected to be better. How is that possible? The guy who led you is gone. And the guy who replaced him is not him. Right? Stonewall Jackson leaves. The Rebels don't do as well. Learn your history. Confederates looked pretty good when Stonewall Jackson was there. And then all of a sudden Matt Nagy came in and the Union won the war. All right, maybe I'm getting my history mixed up. But I know it's something like that. I know Matt Nagy sucks. That's what I know. All right, we're going to come back. I'm going to talk Jets-Dolphins, Redskins-Bills, Colts-Steelers, talking football when we return right after this.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: All right, we are back. Ooh. Not happy. I have to check this out. My friend Andy's chiming in. He's giving me news I don't want to hear. One second. Please hold. Let's see. Is this the right? Ooh. Okay. Here, Preston Williams. This is from Adam Beasley. And he's the Miami Herald's Miami Dolphins reporter. And he's the Finns insider at, at 790. Preston Williams out for the season. It's a big loss for us. I talked to him this morning. He's done an incredible job. Came to us as a free agent. Has really grown the last six, seven months. I was devastated for the kid. Flores won't speculate when Williams will be back in 2020. I am so upset. I'm literally upset. I'm not going to cry, but I'm upset because I love Preston Williams. I got to cut him everywhere. All right, I'm going to hold you. Preston, for an extra minute, and then I'm going to cut you. But when I cut you, I'm going to have a moment of silence for you. Because I really enjoyed having you on my team this year. You and Devin Singletary were my guys. You were, you were my guys, but now I got to replace you. Speaking of replacing them, I like don't like Albert Wilson. I, I thought I would, but I don't. I don't like Albert Wilson, and I don't think, more importantly, I don't think that Ryan Fitzpatrick likes him. Okay. So I think Guy is interesting. Devontae Parker is interesting. Right? Those are the more, more interesting guys to me. I don't know Jakeem Grant. I'm not sure. But it just seems like Fitzpatrick has no rapport with Albert Wilson. But maybe I'm wrong. All right. Let's talk about the Jets Dolphin game. If I am a Jet fan right now, I literally want to be walking around on the streets with a paper bag over my head. I don't even know if I want to have holes. I just want the paper bag over my head so nobody can even see me. Because you lost to a team that's tanking, who has no interest in winning, and you lose. And then Sam Darnold says, I love Coach Case." He's one of the best coaches I've ever played for. This guy taking one to the head? Seriously. Because what are we watching? Now, I read a very interesting article on Adam Gase. I can't remember I read it. But the Jets aren't going to fire this guy for a multitude of reasons. One, for what I told you before, they don't want to change the offense on Sam Darnold, firstly. Secondly, he was the hire of the new Christopher Johnson who brought him so he doesn't want to look like he made a mistake. Thirdly, if you fire Gase, now you're paying Gase and you're paying Todd Bowles and you're paying your third guy. So, do any of these reasons seem like a good reason to keep Adam Gase? Here's what I like. Own up to your mistake. Say you made a mistake and move on. I'd much prefer that than watching what I watched yesterday. Sam Darnold does not look good at all. Le'Veon Bell, I don't know how badly I feel for this guy because I know he got paid. Well, he got paid from a coach who doesn't want him, from a general manager who's not there anymore, and he's getting money, but he's losing. And now you ask yourself, hey, Le'Veon Bell, would you rather less money and win or would you rather make money and suck? Because now you're on the sucky team. You're getting paid, But your team sucks. How do you feel about that? And by the way, Robbie Anderson, I don't think he sees more than five footballs the rest of the way. He's not re-signing. There's no way he's re-signing with this team. None. Zero. Nada. Would you go back to this team if you were Robbie Anderson? No. So, you just watch. A lot of Crowder, a lot of Vincent Smith, a lot of Ryan Griffin, not too much Robbie Anderson. The Dolphins played very well. Guy Secchi, I mean, almost 100 yards. Preston Williams was out of his mind. Maybe Alan Hearns might step up. That's the guy. Maybe Alan Hearns. Probably worth 10 bucks on the waiver wire. I didn't say 10% of your salary. I said 10 bucks. Easy. Go easy. It's still a Dolphin receiver. And Hearns always finds a way to disappoint us. But we'll, of course, talk more about the waiver wire tomorrow and Wednesday. Redskins, Bills. So I try to be right as much as possible. I really do. I love what I do and I try to be right. And in my start at article for SI.com, I put in play Singletary. And some guy basically attacks me in a tweet and tells me I'm a big moron. And normally I don't respond. And he's like, shrewd analysis, bud, saying that you think Singletary will play. And so you know what I wrote back? I shouldn't have done it. I wrote back, hope you played Singletary. By the way, I haven't heard back from that guy at all. And you know what? That's why I'm Dr. Roto. Okay? Every, most of the time, not most, not all the time, most of the time, I have a clue about what I'm doing. Very successful in this game. One of the most successful experts out there. Look at the track record. If I'm telling you Devin Singletary is going to play, play him. It was, this was the, read the tea leaves. You're playing the Redskins. Frank Gore stinks. This is the chance to get, to see what Singletary can do. And you know what he could do? He's really good. He's really good. Don't get caught up in he's 5'7". Did you get caught? There was one play when he was low to the ground and he just kept on bowling through this this mass of humans and he didn't go down. That's leg strength. If the Bills are going to make the playoffs, it's going to be on Devin Singletary because Josh Allen's still not that good and Frank Gore is not that good. The defense is good, John Brown is good, Cole Beasley's good, and Devin Singletary's good. And Josh Allen's a work in progress. Singletary makes you better. Frank Gore does not. Fact. Nothing makes the Redskins better, by the way. Just throwing that out there. But I think, I mean, Gore 11 carries 15 yards. Seriously. Singletary, 20 carries, 95 yards. Enough said. I, seriously, what do I What do I need to say? Nothing. You play him. He is going to get you to the playoffs. Bills at Browns next week. I'm firing up Singletary. How about you? Hmm? See what Philip Lindsay did last week? Yeah, Singletary, just as good. All right, Titans at Panthers. I touched on this game earlier. I was, I mean, first of all, Christian McCaffrey's a star. I mean, just a star. And when he got caught from behind in that touch, I'm like, please don't let him be hurt. Please don't let him be hurt. But I think more importantly was Kyle Allen playing well. DJ Moore, 7 for 101. Curtis Samuel, 3 for 64 and a touchdown. This is what the Panthers need if they want to win. Olsen, 3 for 40 getting everybody involved, critical, absolutely critical. Panthers are five and three. Here's what the Panthers need to do. Play better defense and get the ball to their wide receivers. Give McCaffrey a break. 27 touches a week is too much. You're running this guy in the ground. Yeah, you're running this guy in the ground. Now, he's a warrior, but I don't want to see Christian McCaffrey be just okay in three years. I want him to be a star for the next five. Ryan Tannehill, still respectable, by the way. 331 yards, a touchdown, 38 yards rushing, and a touchdown. Still respectable. But you've got to get the ball to, to your receivers. Just have to do a better job of that, really. All right. Colts, Steelers, ask yourself this question. If Jacoby Brissett doesn't get hurt, Colts winning that game? Yes if the long snapper could have just done the right thing and and then the the guy who, uh, the the holder, wrong way on the laces, dude. I mean, that was one of the worst kicks I've ever seen. And that's a shame. Now, Grissett has an injury to his MCL. I think he'll be out next week, even though I haven't ruled it. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Brian Hoyer is not bad. Brian Hoyer is a solid backup quarterback. He was the Patriots backup. And they're playing at home against the Dolphins. So if there was ever a week for Brissett to sit, this is the week. Get Hoyer in there, get the ball to Mac, run the football, play good defense, you come out a winner. You probably win the game, I don't know, three touchdowns and a three three field goals and a touchdown, something like that. On 16 points, right? 16 to 9, 16 to 10. It's an ugly game. Nobody's really happy to watch it, but you're happy that your team got the win. That's the smart move. Colts always make the smart move. They're very they, they have a lot of smart people running that, that organization. I like that. For the Steelers, by the way, you had to play Jalen Ram, that's Jalen Samuels in DFS. But I think the more important thing, the way more important thing that nobody's talking about. You have Juju and you have Deontay Johnson, right? Four catches for 19 yards because you threw the ball to Jalen Samuels 13 times. Mason Rudolph, if you want to bring your Steelers to the playoffs, if you want to have a successful career in the NFL, you have to find your wide receivers. Deontay Johnson is better than one catch for three yards. Juju needs to do more. I mean, I, I just as simple as that. I know Vance McDonald was okay. I know James Washington had one for good game finally. But I don't think it's good enough. For the Colts, Zach Pascal stepped up. And you know what was good to see? Paris Campbell, 5 for 53. Interesting. Did, did you still hold on to him? Without T.Y. Hilton, maybe there's a little value next week. Maybe Paris Campbell has a, has a week. Brian Hoyer's got to throw to somebody, right? I don't know who, but he's got to throw to somebody. All right. Texas and Jaguars. The most shocking thing that I saw this week was the Jaguars. Chris Conley, two for 32, and DJ Chark, four for 32. Garner Minshew, three points. You want to be an NFL starter. You're not going to be when you put up three points against a team without J.J. Watt and a decimated secondary. Nick Foles will be the starting quarterback. Fact. Minshew's not holding that job. Not after that performance. And you got to run the ball better. But maybe the pick of the year has been Carlos Hyde. He's been great. I, gotta, I don't like the guy, but he's been great. I got to say, he's been great. When Hyde does well, the receivers don't. So it's almost like I'm rooting for Carlos Hyde not to do well because I have DeAndre Hopkins, who, by the way, I mean, is it fair to call him a disappointment? I think it might be. I mean, he's a great player, but he's just not producing. Of course, Carlos Hyde is. Watson puts up 201 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, that's okay, but that's not winning you a fantasy football league. And Kenny Stills goes four for 52. And Kiki Kuti's not even in there. Darren Fields finds the end zone. One reception, one yard. But when Hyde's running like that, you don't need to do anything. Right? Game script. Working in the uh, in Carlos Hyde's favor and working against Watson and the receivers. So a lot of times when your guys don't perform well, look at the game, game script. It tells you everything. All right, when we come back, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to break down Monday Night Football. The G-Men against America's team. Maybe you need some players in tonight's game to win you the week. I'll go through who I like and who I don't like when we return right after this. You know who's coming up next? Wager Talk with Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels. Okay, so keep it right here for them. They'll be up at 3 o'clock. And um, if you have a wager tonight, I hope you win. So let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. For the Cowboys, I am starting Dak Prescott. Yep, that was a real reach out there. Glad glad you were listening to Dr. Odo for that one. Zeke Elliott, I'm starting. I'm starting Cooper. I'm starting Gallup. The Giants have been very good against opposing tight ends, by the way. Fourth best in the league. Not loving Jason Witten tonight. Okay. Randall Cobb. Yeah, I think I'm way more into Cooper and Gallup. All right. So Prescott, Zeke, Cooper, Gallup. And, of course, Brett Maha. Right? Brett Maha. I'm sure he doesn't pronounce it that way. I just like saying it that way. All right. For the Giants. Sterling Shepard is out. I have no problem with that as a Giant fan, by the way. He re-entered the concussion protocol. He's not ready. And you know what? I'm fine with it. I'm glad that this guy didn't come back because that could have been a career ender. Right? If if I don't see Sterling Shepard all season, I'm cool with that. So long as he comes back healthy. Giants aren't going anywhere this year. If he's gone, I'm cool with that. Get me Golden Tate. I like Golden Tate tonight. I love me some Evan Ingram. You know what Ingram does against the Cowboys. You know what he does, right? Always plays well against the Cowboys. So so you're starting Ingram. You're starting Tate. You're starting Saquon. Shock, I know. Darius Slayton's interesting because he's got speed. I mean, if you're desperate, oh my God, desperate, you might want to go look his way. I don't like him really. I don't love Daniel Jones tonight. I mean, I see Saquon having a night. And then when they throw the ball, they throw the ball to Ingram. Giants are going to lose. I'm just throwing it out there. As a Giant fan, I just hope that they play well, keep it close, be respectable. I don't expect a win. I don't. All right, but right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. If you need a win tonight, if you need Michael Gallup to outscore Mari Cooper by 4.5, I hope you get it. If you need Zeke to score 16 points, I hope you get it. All right, back with you tomorrow at 2 p.m. This is Dr. Osing. Be well. And take care.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.